You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and each week at the Football Radio Show, we give you our expert insight analysis and opinions of the top trending stories in the NFL. Are you ready, Casey? Oh, wait, wait. Not yet. Now I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Casey's good and ready. So am I. In today's podcast, we will talk about, obviously, the top trending stories, the survival picks, fantasy go-backs of the week, and we'll preview some of the big games coming up in the NFL. But first, Casey, let's get started with a tasty nug for the people. Oh, yeah, Dave. We're off to an awesome start this season. 13 teams have won at least five games. And as uh, sad as it is to admit, the 8-1 <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles have the best record in the NFL. And it's the fifth time in their history they've started a season 8-1 or better. And guess what, Dave? They've advanced to the NFL Championship or the Super Bowl in each of those previous uh, four instances. But the last time nice. they were in the Super Bowl, they got crushed <laughs> by the Patriots. <laughs> you know, but, but Dave, let me go more? There. You got more? Yeah, in the Super Bowl era, 91 teams have started 8-1 and 9-0, and 96.7% of those teams have advanced to the playoffs. Wow. 44% have reached the Super Bowl, Woo. and 24.2% have won said Super Bowl. So, nice. Eagle fan, go crazy, bro. You just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> One in four chance, just that man. Easy, Dave. It's that easy. Yeah. Hey, but Casey, don't count anyone out just yet, man. 44 teams have gone to the halfway point at 500 or below and still advanced to the playoffs. That is since 2000 that's happened. And that's at least one each season since 2000. Last year, four teams that were 500 or worse made the playoffs, dude. So, hey, it's still open there. It's still out there for you if you're right around 500. Not bad. Sweet. <laughs> All right, let's get it on to the top trending stories. Casey, give us our weekly Zeke update. How is the suspension going this week? Well, as of right now, there's no suspension, so that's a good thing. But they're going to rule on this thing. Supposedly on Thursday, they set it up. So, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Nobody knows what the hell is going on. For the Cowboys' sake, Cowboy fan, hopefully, um, you know, they get the ruling in their favor because. Zeke and the team are really starting to come into their own offensively, man. He's yep. been just beasting the last few weeks, so it'd be a shame to not have him there. And now you're getting that six weeks. You're getting closer to the end of the season. So um, everybody in Cowboyville hoping to get some good news, and we should find out later this week and you know be able to move forward. But, man, this has been... Uh, an exhausting saga, Dave. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you're, you're right about Zeke getting it going, but at least the Cowboys do have some contingency plans on the roster if Zeke is unable to go. But like you said, don't want to lose him in this kind of stretch run area, man. Okay, moving along. Josh Gordon case. Do you remember that guy? He's pretty good at football when he's on the field. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant the guy that smokes all that weed. Yeah, that's the same guy, dude. He oh. is back to practicing, man. And he'll be uh, able to play in the final five games of this year as long as he keeps his act together. That will be uh, – he'll, he'll for his first game back will be December 3rd against my Chargers. Okay, great news there. Uh, and also, 
this just in, he admitted to using drugs or drinking alcohol before every game he played in college and in the NFL. Dude, drinking alcohol before the game? Crazy. Was he tailgating, go up there, and then, <laughs> you know, slam a couple pills after a couple brews, he's ready to go. <laughs> Hit the field. <laughs> wow, man. All right, speaking of wide receivers, Dave, everybody saw a little little fisticuffs action last Plenty. weekend there. A.J. Green and uh, Ramsey, they each got out clean, no suspension, but move it over to Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans. He did get suspended for one game for unnecessary roughness. And, dude, you just can't run across the field and hit some guy, you know. <laughs> right. It, it, I was expecting more suspensions out of this, but Mike Evans is deserved. He's already remorseful for it. He made a mistake. He's a good cat. He saw his, you know, quarterback right. getting some of the business went over there to defend him. He just can't do that stuff. But, uh, you know, they're going to miss him this week. And, you know, I wouldn't say that their season's over, but Dave, their season is over. Yeah, at two and six, uh, with Jameis Winston, uh, also banged up there, Casey. They had to, to shut him down midway through, uh, last game. And, uh, I, that shoulder hasn't been right for a while. This team, uh, is woefully disappointing at this point. But spin it over to another team that's actually quite exciting after a tumultuous preseason in which they were trying to, uh, oust their quarterback. How about this Jaguars team, dude, with Leonard Fournette finally getting back? He hasn't played since October 15th. He had a, a, an injury there, the bye week, and then uh, team deactivation there uh, last week, a, a late scratch for him having uh, violated a couple of team rules there. But Fournette, Fournette should be back to play against the Chargers. Oh, that's good news. Yeah. A healthy Fournette has been resting for three yeah, weeks. Exactly. Ready for you, Chargers. Good exactly. <laughs> Well, dude, another guy who hasn't seen the field in a really long time, Vikings quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Looks like that the Vikings will activate him this week, cool. bring him up to the uh, the active roster. That means they have three quarterbacks, so one's probably going down. That most likely is Sam Bradford going to move to the IR. That knee's been um, banged up since the beginning of the season. So um, Case Keenum's still going to start unless something crazy happens. He's doing a good job, dude. These Vikings are 6-2, and two, but... Uh, that's a great sign to see Teddy B back on the sideline, and hopefully he can continue to develop into the uh, you know the quarterback they thought they were getting when they drafted him. So that is a little bit of good news. Bad news for Sam, good news for Ted. Yeah, I don't believe Sam is under contract for next year either, so uh, this could spell the end of his time as a Viking uh, if, if Bridgewater, between now and the end of the season, can show that he'll be a viable op uh, option going into next year. Uh, Case Keenum has, like you said, played well. Um, speaking of getting guys back, how about my Chargers getting back Denzel Perryman? He's the uh, interior um, linebacker there. He's the big run-stopping linebacker for the Chargers. They're 31st against the run. It will be really nice to have Perryman back. He's been practicing for the last couple of weeks, coming off the IR, and it'll be really nice to see if he can bolster that run defense, especially when they'll be facing a Jaguars team that likes to run uh, the football with Leonard Fournette. All right, Dave, let's move it on. Survivor slash three strikes pool, of course. <laughs> I am dead once again. So tell the people if you 
joined me in death or you're still alive. <laughs> right. I am still alive with my single strike as I had uh, New Orleans over Tampa Bay. New Orleans got, I believe, their sixth straight win there as they're one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, and that was, in fact, the hottest of the uh, correct picks with almost 40, or just over 43%. Uh, the most popular incorrect pick was my pick that I just came off of. It was Houston over Indy. Obviously, they didn't fare as well. Uh, without the quarterback there, the rookie sensation, just more than just over 13% uh, went down with that pick. Yeah, moving into uh, this week, the most popular picks, Lions over Browns, Rams over Texans, and Stillers over the Colts. All right, Casey, it is the fantasy go-back picks of the week. Did you have any fantasy go-backs for the people, Casey? Go back in the Wayback Machine. Tell us what you got. <laughs> no, Dave, actually, I had to start everybody because I had, um, I'm holding that spot for McFadden because I got my boy Zeke, so I have to keep Uh-oh. that. Jordan Reed was a late scratch, but I couldn't put him back into the pool. So, and I had Guskowski on a buy. So, you know what? I picked up Blair Walsh and he got me a big fat zero. <laughs> that punk missed all his field goals. Yep. Um, so he got me no points, but unfortunately, my opponent, the Cookie Monsters, didn't get up early enough to find out that Leonard Fournette had been deactivated. So Ooh. he got a big fat zero from him. And had he just put Christian McCaffrey in, he would have beat me. And he played Derek Carr instead of Carson Wentz. So those four pass TDs look good on the bench. Look good <laughs> on the bench. Sorry. <laughs> Casey, I must say I was clean this week in both my leagues. And in the one that matters, our league, I had the top score with 131.54, my best score of the year. And it was my biggest buy crunch. I had four guys on buy and one guy inactive. My entire bench area clogged with zeros. But fortunately, the guys that I jammed into the lineup, I had to actually make a couple of cuts and hire some people for the week, including Goff, who did some magical things for me. Um, so I got to say, no need to go back and redo that one. I'll take it. Got it. All right, Dave. Let's move on to the real action, baby. Got some huge games coming up. Let's get this thing started with Thursday night football, Seahawks at Cardinals. Hawks are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yes, and this is going to be a good football game. Obviously, um, the division uh, rivals here. Both looking up at the Rams, surprisingly enough. Seattle coming off of a tough loss uh, against the Washington Redskins there. Uh, and again, this Seahawks team still trying to find a running game. Not there yet. They added the left tackle there. But um, we'll see how quickly they can get him into rhythm and which back will eventually emerge as somebody that wants to tote the rock for these guys. Yeah, dude, because right now their leading rusher is Russell Wilson, so that's a bad sign. Looks like Rawls will get the start on Thursday. Um, they just need someone healthy in there that can do a little something, but um, Russell Wilson really likes playing at Arizona's last four games, ATD, zero interceptions. That's a 110.6 pass rating. Dave, you mentioned that that tough loss at home against Washington last Sunday, man. Wow. That might cost him down the road, and that might be the difference between playing a game at home or going on the road in the playoffs. Brutal, brutal loss. They better not slip up this week against Zona. Yeah, no doubt. And you got Zona on the other side. Um, Obviously, Carson Palmer gone. David Johnson gone. The season... Uh, hanging in the balance now with this 4-4 four and four Cardinals squad. This is a pivotal game for them at home. They have got to get going here. They've got to find a way to scratch together a win here. 
Yeah, who needs Palmer and Johnson when you got Drew Stanton? He's won four starts in a row. And Adrian Peterson, dude, 159 yards last wow. week, bro. He's dominating. I don't know who those other guys are. Don't need them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Up next, it's the Minnesota Vikings on the road to play the Washington Redskins. Vikings uh, are favored by one and a half. Yeah, dude, we mentioned it. Teddy B might be back. Sam might be gone. Um, this squad is rested up, uh, smashed the Browns over there in London, England, then had the bye week. Um, Case Keenum playing pretty solid for these guys, man. Uh, but they're really doing it with defense, man. Everson Griffin, dude, 10 sacks. He's been a monster there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Minnesota is you know, cruising right now at six and two, but, um, you know, don't get too comfortable up there, dude. We saw the Lions on Monday night. But uh, right now, man, there's a, it's a pretty good feelings with these Vikings, man. They're looking California, bro. <laughs> That's right. Uh, man, yeah, I tell you, I got a second your, your opinion on that Vikings defense, man. It seems like every level of that defense is placed at, at such a high level. Uh, the You know, the secondary doing such a good job. Uh, the, the, the defensive line getting after it, the linebackers, very, very, uh, awesome attacking defense on offense. Uh, uh, Vikings still, uh, you know, they're doing pretty good. Those receivers, uh, have really emerged this year and become more steady, uh, receivers with Thalen and Diggs there. Um, so Vikings got to keep it going. You're, you're absolutely right. It's no time to, to ease up right now if you're the Vikings. You know, and you flip it over to Washington, it looks like they were left for dead after that buck kick in the Cowboys gave them, but they responded by going into Seattle mm -hmm. and getting a win, and it was the way that they did it, dude. They could have, Seattle got that lead late, they could have just folded there, but they didn't, dude. Cousins let them right down there with that go-ahead score, so um really liking what they're getting out of Josh Doxson lately. Rob Kelly, Fat Rob is back in the mix, a little bit healthier, so... um Maybe stuff is coming together right. Still super banged up on that offensive line, but hey, man, they uh, they beat the Seahawks in Seattle. So what are they going to do at home? Man, they're feeling pretty good right now. No doubt about it. I mean, this Washington squad, uh, you know, is has been very impressive. Like you said, bouncing back and and getting that win uh, in Seattle. You know, they're 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 sort of hanging in there right now, and uh, it doesn't seem like they can really catch the Eagles, but uh, at four and four, a wild card uh, put something together here for the Redskins, and a wild card uh, is right within their reach. Uh, they're trying to get that guy Fat Kelly back into the mix uh, a little bit more, uh, and they still see seem to need to find out which receivers are going to emerge as consistent contributors. Uh, with uh, the tight ends uh, banged up, uh, Reed in particular seems to be unhealthy half the time. They got a lot of weapons, but they they need to sort of put it all together. All right, Dave, up next, the oldest rivalry in professional football. we got the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Dude, and the Bears are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home against <laughs> yeah. the Packers. When's the last time you heard that? Right. I mean, certainly this year with the rookie quarterback, Trubinsky, Trubisky. But let me start with the Packers. Trub. <laughs> start with the Packers here. They just lost uh, offensive tackle, uh, Brian Balaga. Uh, with the a ACL there, that's bad news because that comes on the heels really of the losing the most important guy, uh, and that is of course Aaron Rodgers. Hundley, uh, you know he's playing okay, but he's no Aaron Rodgers, and uh, they're getting some good play out of the rookie running back too. 
this is sort of a do or die game uh, f- for sure for the Bears. But at a four at four and four, the Packers not really headed in the right direction right now, having lost three in a row. Yeah, and what's up with Jim Caldwell on Monday night calling those pass plays late in that game with like a minute and a half? The Lions were up 17, and he doesn't run the stupid clock out. He's sitting there throwing passes. What an idiot. He could have gotten somebody hurt. <laughs> right. And all he did was hurt my bank account because I would have won the picks had that dummy <laughs> not gotten in for Green Bay Packers after a pass inter- interference call on the last play of the game so but just stupid by Caldwell I don't know why I'm ranting on the Lions I'm a little bit bitter about the money but apparently <laughs> because they were playing the Packers um Hunley got better as the game went on you know he's easing into it so um but you're right that's not Aaron Rodgers they're still looking to figure out who's going to be the running back there but at least they have a good receiving core to kind of get Hunley going but that belogging uh you know, injury, dude, that is really going to hurt these guys for sure. Yeah, and then you've got the Bears on the other side. I would say basically now this is the season that just basically preps up Trubisky to have a decent season next year. Um, so this is all about getting tr- uh, Trubisky action, getting him some uh, some passes under his belt and moving forward at 3-5. and five, I don't see this Bears team making uh, any any kind of play this year except for spoiler. All right. Up next, it is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Casey, the Titans at home, favored by five. Yeah, let's start with these Bengals, though, dude. Uh, it is a, a sinking ship there in Cincy, man. The question now, will Marvin make it to the end of the season, man? So wow. many weapons there in Cincy. I mean, when a guy like A.J. Green starts beating on an opponent, you know it's bad because that's one of the class acts in the league. Frustration. But- yeah, it's just really not working there, and they got a ton of weapons. I mean, they're really missing uh, Wentworth in the center that they let go in free agency. That offensive line is not doing a good job, and I wouldn't put it all on Dalton, but at some point you got to see what uh, future Cleveland Brown A.J. McCarron can bring to the table, dude. He's been pretty good when he's gotten a shot. I think it might be turned to just go to him to maybe get a spark, but, man, it's it's all bad in the jungle right now, dude. Yeah, no doubt about it, three and five there in a very precarious scenario and heading to Tennessee, a physical team. But you mentioned it. Um, Marvin Lewis could be uh, seeing his, he's one of the longest tenure coaches in the NFL, but I think he's still under contract to the, at least to the end of the year. And um, so the cheapness of the the Bengals, there's no doubt that he's going to make it to the end of the year, but I believe he's actually under contract for next year too. So we'll see uh, if there is any motion to get a trade, uh, uh, get a, a new, you know, something new flavor in there because it seems like these guys have really maybe maxed out what they can do under Marvin Lewis. And you flip it over to the Titans, dude. It's all different there, man. This team is starting to get it going a little bit. Squeaked one out against the Ravens last week, but Marcus Mariota, he's back and he's healthy, and they're starting to be able to get more of him, moving him out of the pocket there. But um, they got the wealth of riches here too, man, with Murray mm-hmm. and Henry in the backfield here. Um, they spent a lot of money and picks on bulking up this offensive line, man. This yep. should be the time in the season where the Titans really get it going forward. So uh, this would be a game that they can't mess around with, handle a inferior team, and move on. Yeah, and they're sitting in a pretty nice position at five and three, tied atop the AFC South with the Jaguars. They've, uh, as you mentioned, it getting. 
uh, Mariota back and healthy. Super key for them. He ran the football a couple of times uh, last week, and I thought uh, that he's officially back because he's not restricted. They've won three games uh, in a row at this point, and they're, they've got a formula with, like you said, with that running game uh, that can really, really work uh, postseason-wise and when it gets a little colder. So this Tennessee team uh, putting it together right here at the right time. Yeah, I think they're getting Corey Davis back this week, too, man. That'd be a nice addition. Rashard Matthews has been pretty sweet. With oh, these yeah. Guys. Eric Decker showed up, too, for the first time Decker. all year. Decker. Decker. got to say Decker. <laughs> all right, Dave. Up next, we've got the New Orleans Saints at the Buffalo Bills, and the Saints are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Dude, and I said it earlier, I was accurate. They have won six in a row, which is crazy, dude. Uh, second longest streak, only two. The Eagles, but this uh, Saints team, after starting off 0-2, now sitting at 6-2, and atop of the NFC South. But they have no uh, margin, really, for errors. Carolina, even though they seem to be struggling this year, Carolina's sitting there at 6-3. and So this Saints team uh, has got to keep it going here. And heading to Buffalo, uh, where uh, that's a physical football team, we'll see what the Saints can bring. Yes. Saints, uh, they really like it indoors better than outdoors. But how about Alvin Kamara, dude? This guy is a weapon, man. He showed it off last week. Career high in scrimmage yards, over 80 receiving, and almost 70 rushing and two TDs. So, um, man, that's looking, you know, they just had one too many backs there. They they get rid of one, and all of a sudden the run game starts working. But it's Drew Brees, dude. He's just writing the record books now. And you mentioned after the 0-2 start, about six in a row, man. Um, Saints are trending in the right direction. Doing pretty good on defense, dude. Holding teams under 20 points per game, man. Wow. It's crazy talk. It's an all-new Saints squad, dude. Well, speaking of good defense, this is Buffalo squad. is a pretty good defensive group. Um, and, you know, Buffalo coming off a, I don't want to say embarrassing, but a loss uh, to the divisional rival Jets there, uh, a game that they felt like probably they should have won. Uh, but they let it get away, um, especially considering where they are this season at 5-3. and three, A surprise football team uh, at the beginning of the year. We thought these guys might be tanking or they were being accused of it. But um, Tyrod Taylor putting together a pretty good season uh, right now. And Buffalo, uh, they are undefeated at home. So they played a lot better at home. They're 4-0. So here they are back at home again. Let's see if they can handle their business. Yeah, dude, I am really disappointed in those Bills last week with so much to play for, being right behind the Patriots. And not to take anything away from the Jets, right. it's a quality team, but so much on the line for the Bills to come out, and it was the way they came out, dude. For three quarters of that game, they look uninterested in playing football, man. And when the game was that important, that just I just can't accept that. So you mentioned they're better at home. It's going to be a tough test, but what a disappointing loss last week. We'll see how they respond. All right, Casey, let's move it on. The big one. It's your Dallas Cowboys at the Atlanta Falcons. Strangely, although uh, the Falcons are the defending NFC champions, they are at home favored by three. They haven't been playing necessarily well, but there they are, favored over your Cowboys by three. Yeah, it's weird. Cowboys were favorites against the Chiefs last week, and now they're going against the Falcons and um, our underdogs. But Cowboys coming off a huge win, man. Yep. What can you say about Dak Prescott, dude? Um, last week, two TDs, no interceptions, 106.8 pass rating. Um, in this past six games, dude, 13 TDs is just two interceptions. Offensive line is coming together. We've mentioned Zeke back there. Hopefully this guy is in with them uh, the rest of the season. 
Dez and Terrence Williams both had uh, injuries last week. We'll see how it shouldn't be anything major, but you don't know until you get there. But, dude, flip it over, man. I know that Demarcus Lawrence has ten and a half sacks, but maybe the defensive MVP is Sean Lee, dude. If you watched that game last week, man, he's all over the field. He is the heartbeat of that Dallas defense, man. And don't look now, but these Cowboys are starting to really play well on that side of the ball, too. Mm-hmm. All these youngsters are coming up, making contributions, man. They got a pass rush and a healthy Sean Lee, man. Um, that's good news because they're going down to play one hell of an offense there. When they're when up. they're in sync, right? I'll, I'll pick it up. You know, you handled the Cowboys obviously quite well. Uh, I'll pick it up though with your defense. Um, uh, you know that defensive f- group in the front, and including your favorite guy Taco, there really coming together. They they have a lot got of depth sack there. Late last he, week he got a sack. That's right. <laughs> so they're they're really coming together, and uh, for Marinelli there. Um, really some depth finally at, at the defensive front and getting obviously DeMarcus Lawrence uh, is a beast this season. He's really emerged, but uh, as a whole group there, and that's given them a lot of uh, guys that they can rotate in and make an impact and stay fresh there. And, and I just think the, the coaching uh, back there, you know, they're making the, the correct adjustments to get their, um, their secondary in position to make plays. Um, so we'll see how they handle this potentially uh, powerful Atlanta uh, offense. Yeah, and you move it over the 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 Falcons, dude. This is such a weird team, man. It's like, are we hungover? Are we not? You know, <laughs> they started last week against the Panthers, and they were up ten nothing, and just watched that lead just dwindle away. They got a touchdown late, but basically they were outscored twenty to nothing after that. Um, the offense is just not clicking like it was, only averaging 21 points on the season. Ooh. And Matt Ryan is nowhere near the MVP level he was playing at last year. You know, obviously you lose Shanahan mm-hmm. and Sark's coming in there, but this team just needs to play better. But some injuries mounting on these uh, these Falcons too. Yeah, and, and I think you mentioned it, you know, the whether it's the Super Bowl hangover, the switch at the coordinator position, um, whether they just lost their mojo, uh, Julio Jones dropping a couple of gimme touchdowns last oh. week that were huge. I think they could have easily won that game late had he caught one of those wide open touchdowns. And that's very unlike Julio. He's a great receiver. But this offense just not in sync. They have tons of weapons. They just don't seem to be in any kind of rhythm. And uh, whatever it is, they're four and four. And they're sitting there in a, with, with the half the season in front of them. And they're at home against the Dallas Cowboys team right now. That's five and three. This is a huge, huge pivotal game for these Falcons. If they want to buckle down and get a W here, they put themselves right in the mix. I don't want them in the mix, Dave. <laughs> no. Wait till next week. Maybe they we, get in the mix no, next they week. <laughs> they can go on a run next week. All right. That's right. That is going to do it uh, for all that awesome NFL action. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Trend Zone. Don't forget, uh, you can check out the Football Radio Show lots of different ways. For example, our YouTube channel. You can subscribe there. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, or of course, Go to footballradioshow.com and check out all of it right there. That's going to do it for this episode of the Trend Zone. He's Case. I am Dave, and we are out of here.